1: Hashtag MSCW. Hashtag friends forever. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. It sounded a little frisky. It, it was. So, it's Thursday night. It is Thursday night. The tour has started. The tour, uh, it is officially NKOTB season and i didn't say and coyote b like i did last time <laughs> this is a not a block party but no let's just talk about it just for a second just real quick right because this is your first time listening welcome hey hey everybody yeah thanks for listening to us yeah um and you're in for a great episode this i think this is a very special one um but first and foremost new kids they're on tour they are on tour they are live and if you've been watching spoilers like we have or maybe oh you've gosh. gone to a show already did you watch joey mcintyre's live video last night i did i watched it live i'm jealous and <laughs> and it was it was great except for he kept pausing the video yeah i i like, was wondering joey, I was like, what what, are, what you doing i want to see us all live you're doing it live it was amazing i especially liked his perspective from the stage yes like oh that's what you see you can't make much out yes um i wonder and like i think we mentioned this in the chat like how many people were watching him filming live like i'm watching you watching me watching you watching me oh right right like, <laughs> in the, like i get i get what you're saying i missed all you, of that getting in I'm the chat down? but yes okay so um i don't know it's weird yeah jordan looked nice hey they all look nice. Nice. I especially loved John's um, lives. Did you watch them? Yes. Okay. Good. I'm glad At Walmart. that you- yes. I want to go to Walmart John. with John. John. I do too. Take me to Walmart. John, you're so fun. Yes. And you're so handsome. Yes. It's like a prince. It's like a Disney prince. Yes. The hair. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Jonathan Knight. You know what you did. You know what you did. So if you know us, you know that we talk a little bit in the beginning, which we just did. Right. You know, we tangent, tangent, tangent. (laughs) We talk a little bit in the beginning, like just like this. Yeah. We try not to make it too long. But yeah, you know, sometimes it gets a little longer than shorter. Sometimes whatever. But this time um, it's going to be a little shorter because we've got something very special for you. Like we said, we have Jessica from I Used to Be Normal, a boy band fangirl story. And you guys have been talking about it. And we're going to bring it to you. Yeah. So here we go. It's coming at you. It's coming at you. Yeah. So just to give you a little bit information about the movie, I Used to Be Normal, a boy band fangirl story. Let's hear it. I'm actually going to read it right from their website. Perfect. Because this is this is this explains the movie to a T. I'm not even going to try to summarize it because they already do it for me. So here it exactly. goes. No one does it better. This movie is a documentary about fangirls, the beating heart of boy bands for over five decades. From the Beatles to the Backstreet Boys to take that in one direction. I Used to Be Normal, a boy band fangirl story will take you back to the fun, fantasy and feelings of your teenage years. Filmed over four years and spanning three generations, this intimate coming-of-age story follows a diverse group of women who have had their lives dramatically changed by their boy band obsessions. These four women must navigate the challenges of relationships, family, sexuality, and faith while constantly grappling with all the problems and contradictions that are part of being in love with a boy band. That is the truth. That is a very good summary. So without further ado... Here is our podcast episode with Jessica. Jessica from I Used to Be Normal, a boy band fangirl story. Here we go. go whoa. This is Brooke. And this is Nikki.
2: And this is Jessica.
1: And this is my so called whatever. Yay. Hey, guys. Hey, Jessica. Hello. Thank you for joining us.
2: My pleasure.
1: So, Jessica is the director of the movie that you all may be familiar with, which is I Used to Be Normal, a boy band fangirl story. And we know that you guys know about it because you've been posting about it in our group. Right. Right. Yes. And you were so excited about it. And guess what, guys? It's coming to the United States. So this is actually coming out into the United States on Fuse TV this weekend,
2: right? Yeah. Saturday, the 18th of May is the first screening. Excellent.
1: Awesome. So you guys are going to all have an opportunity to watch. We're not going to give away any spoilers though. No, no, no. So don't feel free to listen first because Right. We're not going to give anything away. We promise. So, we've done this already once. Yes. Let's let's let's, let's go with the history of this. I mean, let's just, let's just be, be honest. completely real Full here. Full transparency here. Full transparency. This is the second time that we've talked to Jessica. Correct. Because the first time we had Jessica and Rita, who's the producer, who couldn't be with us on this date. Right. But um, yeah, the audio didn't work. Nope, it did not work. <laughs> so.
2: I don't think it's your fault. There's a technology has its limitations. I'm in Australia. She was in New York. You had so many lines coming in, you know. it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, we couldn't hear it at the time right but
1: and you guys know that we've done this before mm-hmm. we do we do interviews over skype i mean we had donnie Wahlberg on we had well Shame joey joey it. fatone was in person so that, that was in good. person So yes. that was like yeah so that was you know. the, we didn't have to really worry and, and there's I had, our joey fatone plug for this episode yeah. <laughs> we always talk about joey fatone <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy mcintyre right. hey hey mission interview joey 2019 and so we know that you guys know that we do this often and knock on wood, we've only had a like, we had a couple blips with the Rod and Jenny episode, yep. which you guys still haven't heard, but not like this. Like this was, you couldn't even understand us and we couldn't hear it. And then when I played <laughs> it back, I was like, I can't even believe that we carried on the conversation because I couldn't understand anything <laughs> I was saying or
2: you. <laughs> Have you spoken to someone in Australia before? Maybe it's the, you know, because we're forward in time. Maybe it was just, you know, it was too much.
1: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you are our first Australian guest. I'm very yeah. So very excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. We'd like to talk about the movie a little bit. If you could just give us a brief background of the movie and how this came to be, that would be amazing.
2: Okay. So I was in high school, and I guess what a lot of people call like the height of um, the boy band era, you know, Backstreet Boys and InSync and all those guys. that's That was my high school years, but I was not interested at all. I was very dismissive of the music, of the fans, of just the whole thing. I, you know, I was listening to jazz music hey. and, um, <laughs> and classical, and I was like, oh, pop music. Who needs that? <laughs> and it wasn't until I was 31 years old. And I discovered One Direction and I was kind of reborn as a boy band fan. So I had no, like, no experiences, no no precedent for it. Um, and I just fell really hard. I just was like, what is this amazing? Oh, they all wear coordinated outfits. The songs are so catchy. Um, I just, like, fell in love with the whole thing. And I guess because of my age at the time, I was quite isolated in that. And... I also, as a documentary filmmaker, I wanted to understand how I was being manipulated and, and I wondered, had back, had the Backstreet Boys felt about their band how I did about One Direction? Surely not. Surely, you know, One Direction is where it's at. And it, that got me interested in talking to fans of, of different generations and of different, um, bands. And also, what, what was most exciting for me was everything that happened beyond the music, I guess, I uh, interacting with fans online, seeing fan art and fan fiction, all these things I'd never seen before. And I kind of realized I totally misjudged fangirls. They, they were smart and they were funny. And, and beyond the screaming and the crying at the concerts, they were having these really important um, relationships and friendships and um, the music was helping them through really important things. And yeah, I felt like I hadn't seen a fan represented in a way that felt fair now that I was one
1: that's that's a very good point because I think that for the most part um we kind of get a bad rep like (laughs) yeah I I feel like a lot of people when they find (laughs) out that we are who we are because we are extremely I mean we're 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 big fans of New Kids on the Block and NSYNC we I mean we are boy band fans we are we are very much so, and. When especially like talking just a four instance for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking to a friend and she said, Oh, are you going to the new kids on the block concert? And I said, Yeah, I'm going to several. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's, it's a way that people, they kind of look at you like, Oh. What, mm. what's that all about when they don't really understand like it's just like NASCAR. It's just like totally. totally. It's just like baseball. It's just like yeah. anything like yep. that. We have our favorite players, which happen to be five guys that <laughs> <Yeah>. look incredibly <laughs> amazing. Right, And they're smooth yeah. and they, you know, have catchy songs and they and have
2: <laughs> incredible,
1: incredible blue eyes. <laughs> that, you get yeah, lost that was in. something
2: that uh, stood out to me when I first started to talk about the band. Um, Everyone would say to me, but you like them ironically, don't you? And I was like, no, I genuinely, I genuinely like them. And they just couldn't get their heads around that. And I think you're right. It's a huge thing about um, liking a boy band. If you liked even if you like the different kind of music, um, Sadie in the film, who's a big Backstreet Boys fan, she's also a Radiohead fan. And if she talks about Radiohead um, in a similar way, or you know, I've got all their albums. I this is my favourite song. This is you know, no one judges that. And you're right. Same with sport. Right. Sport in yes. Australia is so huge. And in the final season, people travel around to all the matches, and they've got their walls covered in posters and their favourite players. And we celebrate that kind of fandom yes. um but we judge we judge boy band fandom
1: right and they even get painted up sometimes and Yes, yeah, exactly you know. and yeah you wear that they wear the
2: jerseys of their favorite right. players and it's, right. um, it's even more extreme in some ways but.
1: there are there are cases and don't even tell me that there aren't tears i see people cry <laughs> yeah, there are oh there are tears there you tears of joy tears of pain tears of everything yeah. there's lost tears and, lost and sorrow
2: because, you know, when you talk about your favorite boy band, like our boys are doing this, I always find it funny when um, supporters of, of football teams are like, oh, we, we lost. Yes. Because yes. like, you didn't actually do anything. Like, <laughs> like, you, know, you feel this ownership. Yes. Like, oh, we won. Yay, we won. Well, you didn't win. Um, but, yeah. yeah, it's very similar. It is very similar.
1: And I just – I think that your movie – has represented us very well in a light that I think when people look at it, they're going to look at that completely differently. Mm. Like I really, really, and I know Brooke, you also connected with Dara. Yes. We really connected with her. She was a huge Gary Barlow fan from Take That. <laughs> well, she, lo- she was a huge Take That fan, period. Right. right. Um, yeah. And is a huge fan. And I just, I saw a lot of myself in her. And I think you did too, bro. I did too. Cause she, see, well, I mean, she was close to our age. Right. Which is always, you know, you can right. identify with that. But she, she just seemed like someone like I could, I saw like parts of me in her and parts of you in her and parts mm-hmm. of like friends of ours in her. Right. And again, that's probably more of, of the generation, the age, you know. Right. But because um, you saw the license plate and you were like, Oh, there's Nikki. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I had an in five license plate. So Oh amazing. amazing. <laughs> so it was, um, you know, I i really we identified a lot with her. Right. And she just I seemed mean, she's like she's cool also person. very articulate and, yeah. and
2: smart. I mean, all the women are. That was really important to me, to, to pick women who um were kind of analyzing what they were going through. But I guess Dara in particular, because she, um, you know, she's got business cards that say she's an international boy band consultant. I so she really brings to the film um, a scene with just an amazing um, summary of, of what, you know, you need to be in a boy band. Um, and yeah, they're all such smart and funny women. So I'm glad I'm glad you connected with them. Yes.
1: And speaking of them,
2: how did you discover the girls, the women
1: that were featured in the film? Mm.
2: Well, so Dara um, actually had a mutual friend with Rita who, when they heard we were making this film, said, oh, I know an international boy band consultant. <laughs> uh, Dara has just printed business cards that say that. It's that whole, you know, the secret. If you if you put it out into the universe, um, it will happen. So we, in the beginning, just talked to her. She was just excited the film was being made. And um, she was in Sydney and we were in Melbourne. And, yeah, we just fell in love with her over the phone. So we went up to meet her. And similarly with Susan who's the Beatles fan, I had a mutual friend with her and they said if you if you want to speak to a Beatles fan, I've got, you know, an amazing one for you to talk to. She had, you know, boxes of memorabilia and also very articulate. Um and Sadia, who's the Backstreet Boys fan, I found her actually online. She'd written an article about the first time she went on a Backstreet Boys cruise. And I'd never heard about the cruisers before. This was quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I was amazed to read about the cruisers, but also her voice in the article, you could tell she was quite conflicted about whether this was a good thing to do as a fan or if it was a bit too much. And I thought that was a really interesting a conflict to be having. Mm-hmm. Um And Alif, who's the youngest, she's the One Direction fan, She, I found her on YouTube. So I was watching a lot of One um reaction videos at the time you know not having my own girlfriends to kind of scream about One Direction with I was enjoying watching them online (laughs) and Elise really stood out because she you know a lot of them people set up their cameras to record themselves while they watch a video or listen to a song for the first time but she was recorded without knowing so her friends had secretly set up the camera while they watched a One Direction concert um dvd And her reaction, it's like an eight minute video. I'd never seen anything like it. The range of emotions that you see on her face from like pleasure to pain to like, you know, physical distress. She's like chewing on her hair and (laughs) banging her head on the floor. And I just, I just thought it was so incredible. And I happened to be going to New York. Um, so I, to that same, to the same concert that she was going to in a couple of months. So I reached out to her. And yeah, that was the beginning with all of them.
1: Wow. So when you were looking for them, seeking out these women to find, you know, for the film, Mm -hmm. did you have specific boy bands in mind? You wanted to find fans of certain boy bands or.
2: Um, I think in, in the, Very early stages of the film, because I was new to the whole um, phenomena, I had very broad ideas. I, you know, I wanted every boy band represented and I wanted every kind of fan (laughs) represented. And, um, I also, in the first year of filming, we spoke to psychologists and songwriters, um, I guess, you know, I was kind of like digging. It was like this archaeological thing for me of like, what have I missed out on, you know, from 50 years of boy band, um, history? And once we had collected that initial round of material, I sat back and, and looked at it all and just found that these four women, um, really stood out. They were so strong. Um, they'd already had their journeys had already started and, and our friendships had started to build. And I realized I didn't need the experts because these girls and women were experts, yeah. and I and I needed to go a bit easier on myself. That I didn't need to represent every boy band because there's there's something that you can relate to in each. You know, you know um, people say why why isn't One Direction's breakup mentioned in there? But the way Dara talks about take that breaking up, everyone who's you know experienced their band breaking mm-hmm. up can relate to that. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I felt like even though they not everyone's boy band is in these four main bands. There's still, you know, so much that's relatable. Um, and we did try to give little shout outs in different places to to lots of different bands along the way.
1: Yes. So, new kids on the block are represented. Just want to put that out there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
2: yeah. ladies and, yeah, and gentlemen. And New Edition and Monkeys and Five. And yeah, there's lots of little um, Jonas Brothers and Hanson. There's little. Yeah, little. Um, what do they call it on a on DVD when you look out for the little the um, Easter, eggs.
1: Easter eggs? Yeah, Easter eggs. <laughs> yes, they're great boy band boy band Easter eggs. That's that's my. I like Easter those. Eggs. I'll take a dozen. I mean, I'll take a baker's dozen. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, so another person that we related to was Sadia. Mm -hmm. because we were big NSYNC fans um, and around the same time, I mean, she's a little bit younger than us, yep. but we could still relate to her journey towards the end, which I don't want to give anything away. Right. But um, I wanted to like call her. I wanted to be Mm. like, see, I want to talk to you like one on one. Let's talk about this because, you know, I really wanted to talk to her about that because it's, You'll see. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give anything else away. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Right. The end of discussion. <laughs> I'm really bad at this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at not well, giving anything away. I mean, it's just such a good movie. There's so many aspects of like you and I and everybody that's listening to it, this. Well, it is. And but we should also bring it up. And I don't know if we should bring it up or not. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. If it is, we'll cut it out. Right. Okay. But I felt. I felt kind of sad. Okay, for some of them, yes, or you, you know at certain points, because I felt like I feel like we have this amazing like sisterhood, yes, one hundred percent, and I didn't see that, and i didn't I didn't mm. see that right, and I felt kind of sad, like during parts i I don't want to give anything away, right, because I felt like, oh, my dear like. We, you need to be embraced by others, right? If we, had, yes. there. <laughs> there is a tribe there, there is a tribe. Find the tribe. If you had your Brooke or Nikki, like luckily for us, I mean, as you guys know, right, that we've grown up together, we and each other forever. We have, and so it was easy for us to always have one another to talk right. about boy yeah. bands with. But for a lot of these women, um, and a lot more women out there, there aren't that. It's just that. like you said, Jessica. Like you didn't have the connection with other yeah. women,
2: um, and I think that's why I was probably drawn to them. And I know, um, like you say, having having your friend or you know a group of friends that you share it with is often such a huge part
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, of being of being a fan. But I guess because it wasn't my experience, I was drawn to these women who were experiencing a lot of it solo. You know, they did, some of them yeah. had, did have friends that they went to concerts with, but they were the ones who loved it the most and kept that love going. And, and that's what I was feeling at the time that I was making the film. So, um, and that probably helped us to bond because, um, I was like, finally, I've got someone to talk to about this with. And they would say the same thing back to me. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I remember Dar was saying after our first interview, she was like, I've never spoken about, one direction and had someone look back at me with that level of like delight and interest that that I was giving (laughs) back to her. And so yeah, I think they were all hungry for that opportunity to to talk about this thing that they loved. Because they yeah, they hadn't had that with their friends or families.
1: Yeah. I love that. It's it's just so I guess it's just very different. And I don't know if it's because of where we fell into, but it's just very different with it with the new kids on the block fandom or, and, and, or maybe it's not and it's just maybe our experience. it's not maybe it's just our experience you you could be right because we didn't actually have that experience until just recently until we started the podcast exactly um we met which experience we have friends that just have we just met them because of new kids on the block like mm. that's the only way we know them from and they're all yeah, over the world yeah and, absolutely, and they're like Best friends, like you we know, talk, like we talk daily, daily, we daily have every single day. It's like it's, it's like a like right conversation there. with like 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 fifteen of your best friends. It's so mm. crazy, <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. the cruise is like a reunion, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's amazing, but we didn't have that before the podcast. Correct, we didn't. We but didn't we still had it. each we just other. We had each other. But we had each yeah. other, and that was that was a big deal because you know when we're going to concerts and stuff, we had somebody to go with. Right. That was one thing I wanted to know when watching the movie. I was like, Oh, did, do they have somebody? and they're just not showing it. But it Mm. seemed like they were like really in this on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think for the most part, um, they were, I mean, Susan, the Beatles fan, she had friends she went to, um, you know, at the time, but I think she's, she's still listening to them and still the pining and, you know, still has the post, some of the, you know, the pictures on the wall. And I, love it. I don't know if many other women in their sixties still, still have the Beatles up on their wall.
1: Yes. So you are, you are the
2: Harry Styles fan, correct? Yes. Yes. he's like the gateway, you know, I think for a lot of people, yeah. <laughs> Especially in the early days into One Direction. <laughs> he's like a
1: ga- yeah, gateway drug. <laughs> yes. No. Harry Styles is my favorite from One Direction by far. Like he's the one. Yes. In One yes. Direction. <laughs> yes. For me. I like that. I, 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 I get that. It's and I liked how it was represented with with like with Dara talking about Gary Barlow and then Susan had her favorite. Mm. And it didn't but I think like Elif, she just loved them all. It seemed like she loved <laughs> yeah. them all. I don't yes. remember her
2: saying that, like specifically that she had one. Well, favorite. It was Harry? I think first was Harry. Oh, uh, but her cousin. I think they they did fall in love with Zayn. Zayn kind of got their attention. I'm um, in the beginning because they're Muslim, and just to see um, someone who looks like him and has a background that was kind of similar to theirs was so like mind blowing. Um, for them as young Turkish girls, and so that was that was very exciting. Um, her sister, her cousin Melissa, who introduced her to One Direction. There's a video of her on YouTube. She went to a meet and greet, and she managed to get a wedding ring onto Zayn's finger. Um, <laughs> as were, like, That's amazing! Hands. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. We got to see that video.
2: I know. Yes, yeah, had a lot of it's had a lot of views. That's a great video. Billions. Something like me proposing to. <laughs> we'll
1: also find a Leafs video her reaction video so
2: she had it taken down <gasps> oh no! yeah but we'll be able I mean, to see it on the movie bit yeah, there's, yeah there's some excerpts from it I would have loved I think it could be a, like a, in an art gallery the full eight minute version of it because it actually um the friend she shot it on a you know a proper camera I think she would just gotten a nice video camera and it's right centered on her face and it's kind of like this religious beautiful image of her just like going through this exorcism almost like just looking up to heaven and down at the ground like just so many feelings <laughs> i would i would watch it in an art gallery but
1: it was sadly uh,
2: it's not online anymore oh
1: well, it was a memorable moment it really was from the film yeah it was it, that was a memorable moment so but I, I well, not that the title of
2: the film comes from her it's her exclaiming i used to be normal so <laughs> yes. even in those throes of um huge emotion she still can like look around at her friends and be like what is happening to me i used to be normal
1: that is true i
2: related to that
1: i i know that maybe you didn't but i related to her in that aspect because when i go to a new kids on the block concert it's like something takes over me that's the truth <laughs> <laughs> And it is like no, that's 100 percent true it's like the, the like, spirit of NKOTB takes over me. So you know what I picture? You What's know that? what? Like the car dealerships, the big like things yeah. that go up with the arms that flail. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I picture. That's me. That's Nikki. That's like, like that's her at a New Kids concert. And it's it, crazy. It, it just happens. Like, it it's like a switch. Yep. And then all of a sudden it happens. The and- lights go out. Right, And then there's Nikki.
2: And so when I yeah. saw her, I was like, I totally get it. I know you, girl. Yeah. I know. Well, I think Rita mentioned when we chatted before that she, we went and filmed at a Backstreet Boys concert in Long Island and she was a Backstreet Boys fan in in high school but you know didn't really listen to them anymore so we went to this concert so I could do a bit of filming of some of the fans and she had all her release forms for people to sign so you know she was feeling very you know respectable in her seat going through her paperwork and yeah the lights went down the music stopped and she just was transported to another world she was up on a chair she was singing and dancing and um she felt all the feelings all over again oh it's so wonderful it's it really such a is. great
1: experience it gives me butterflies to
2: think i'm about. like i have goosebumps mm. right
1: now just thinking about it because it's just such a and i'm so glad that you guys captured this like this is what we need like this is what yep. we want we want people to see that this is this makes us happy it's our happy place yeah and, yeah you know it's not a negative thing it's it's so positive and so many aspects of positivity Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like i have this community of people that i can go to not just for like new kids on the block life things but for real life things too yeah and Mm. you know i don't know like one direction or um take that but maybe they have some similar communities i don't know yeah interesting to find out
2: i think what was important for me in making the film was you know of course to make it for the fans so that they felt seen and represented. But, you know, along with that is making it for people who don't understand what it's about or have judged it. Um, Just, yeah, I wanted it to be really accessible to people who don't like boy bands or even hate boy bands to, to help them understand um, why this is important and yeah, why it can be so positive for people.
1: Yes, because I watched it with my kids And they were like, oh, they got it.
2: We had our um, U.S. festival premiere at Fantastic Fest um, last year, which is a big kind of genre film festival. Um, So most of the people who go there are, I guess, horror fans, um, not boy band fans necessarily. But we had huge audiences come and see the film and who all told us afterwards how much they related to the women in the film because they love horror films in that way or they love heavy metal music in that way um they could see the commonality in in loving something
1: and that's great because i mean you really are you're really showing oh, yeah. you're really showing a love for something and how
2: it can trans
1: it like transcend, yeah no matter it doesn't matter what it is right mm, and it's a very even, yeah, important to your life to
2: out your life direction yes other women in the film
1: yeah absolutely so how long was this filmed over? Like how many years was the, was the film done over?
2: So nothing happens quickly in film world, yes. sadly. <laughs> um, so we were filming for about three or four years. Mm-hmm. So you get to see the women, you know, over a few years. I revisit them a few times, which, you know, I, I always love when films do that. But yes, it's really interesting, especially with Elif, who, you know, was 16 when I started and then 18 when I finished. And then, you know, in between that, Rita, were trying to, Rita and I were trying to raise money to, to finish it and, you know, get people to support us along the way. And then it was another year or two in post-production editing, you know, getting clearance. There's so many things to, to clear every picture on the wall and every beat of a song. And so, yeah, it was quite a, a fiddly post-production process too.
1: So after the film was done, you all went on, you, you went all over the world, really.
2: Yeah, so we had the world premiere was at Hot Docs in Toronto, and three out of four of the women were able to come. Susan couldn't make it, sadly, but yeah, it was just so amazing to have them all in a room together at the same time. Because I, because I'd been editing it for so long and working on it for so long, they were already a family and they were already friends in my mind. Um, But I forgot that they hadn't actually met. That's crazy. (laughs) And so we had a really lovely. We all got pizza together, and we actually they showed each other their favorite video clips and they bonded you know within like 20 seconds really it was really lovely to witness
1: oh that's so neat that's great that i i just love that they're like friends like yeah. it was like instant friend instant friendship yeah have you still kept tabs with them like do you still talk to them
2: oh yeah yeah for sure and the film is still traveling and going to festivals so andara in particular she's got a brother who lives in Europe, so she managed to travel. Like she she has seen the film in so many different locations. Sadi oh has travelled around a bit as well. The two of them went to London um, together to the BFI screening. So because I had, I had a baby like six weeks before the film came out, so I was a bit limited in where I could actually travel to. So it was so wonderful that these four women and Rita um, were able to, to travel and represent the film so well while I – was kind of stuck at home. Yeah,
1: yes. I think that's great. And congratulations! Yes, congratulations! And we <laughs> hear you. and we hear his name is Joey. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, a good boy band name, hey. <laughs> and he has beautiful blue eyes.
1: <laughs> yes, amazing
2: blue eyes. And I don't have blue eyes, and neither do my does my partner. So you know, the boy band gods are reaching out to him. Oh
1: wow, he's going to be an instant boy band member.
2: Yep. <laughs> Sign him up. He does like music, so you know. And I sung a lot of One Direction to him while he was in the womb so oh that's fantastic
1: <laughs> <laughs> so were there any other fans maybe that you had talked to or met with that that didn't make it in the movie
2: yeah um well there were quite a lot actually and those were hard emails
0: yeah to send and
2: phone calls to make because you know i did i did visit um the women in the film you know over a number a number of times Mm. and with a lot of the other people we spoke to it became clear after the the first few interviews that you know it wouldn't continue but there was I did really want fan art represented so there was a fan artist in Melbourne who I did um, spend a bit of time with because I just thought that it's such an interesting part of being a fan that that creativity that I mean, even what you guys do with the podcast, people who take their fandom and turn it into something new It's like this. This girl had her own fans now, was making money from the artwork she was making. Um, I just thought that was incredible, and and people don't think about how um, innovative and and talented and entrepreneurial fans are.
1: Yes, and you even you you did bring it up fan fiction. Yes, these could be like legit mo- like movies or books, right. like that people write. And well Yeah. I mean they're great writers.
2: Yes, that's what was amazing too. I mean some are just silly, but yes. some like it's such the they're, they're talented um writers. And that we actually spoke to a few teachers who said to us the the girls who can become obsessed in high school. It often can translate to, to really important skills that they use academically or in their professions because they become really good at researching things or really good at writing or really good at drawing. All these skills that that come about from being a fan.
1: Yes. And That's I it's interesting. I do want to bring one thing up that, that Dara said that I totally do in my work. I'm I'm a web developer. And I always incorporate boy band stuff into my work and Ooh. she does this, she did the same thing like yeah yeah, I was yeah. like yes yeah, somebody else like in her powerpoint presentations and whatever Ooh. she she would incorporate and i was like yes yeah, somebody else I love does that. that i love it because <laughs> when i have like fake names that i have to put up i'm always like donny Wahlberg, joy mcintyre <laughs> <laughs> nick carter <laughs> totally
2: all our hard drives for the film um, were named after boy band <gasps> members. So it was That's quite crazy. funny when we were in the production house and you had these like old men being like, um, can I please have Nick Carter or, <laughs> um, you know, I need Jordan Knight upstairs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so- me too. Me too. <laughs> I love that. That is so funny. You guys so are funny. so
1: fun. And I just, again, thank you for making this movie. It's It's such a great film. And we were so lucky that we were able to see it. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. You guys are going to be able to see it on Fuse TV this week. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. May 18th. 18th. And is there a certain time that it's coming on? Yeah, it's
2: on at 9 p.m. Okay. On a Saturday. I'm pretty sure after that it will be available on there website excellent Um, perfect just getting the extra information but yeah it'll start off on their channel and then yeah hopefully available on their site as well
1: okay and you know what i thought would be really cool that we could do is we could all watch it and then we could do a facebook live and talk about
2: it i think that would be fun fun. (laughs) live tweet well yeah i mean we would love to hear what people what people think um you know on twitter or instagram we're very busy on both of those or yeah or on facebook um we love hearing from fans of all kinds. We so, should live tweet. Yeah, we'll live tweet. Fun. Yes, we'll live tweet the movie. We'll live tweet
1: the movie. And then make sure that you go and you like. You guys are on Facebook.
2: Yep, Facebook, um, Boy Band Fangirl. Instagram, Boy Band Fangirl. And Twitter, Boy Band Fangirl underscore. Someone else got Boy Band Fangirl and we can't <laughs> get it off. <up. laughs> Perfect.
1: And we'll make sure that we go ahead and put all of those on our website. So you guys don't have to remember. You can just go right on our website and, and find them and go and, and, and follow them because they're amazing. And, you gotta let them know that you love this movie if you've seen it and you love it. Let them know.
2: Or if you hate it and you're like, why isn't why isn't my band boy band represented? That'll help us get a sequel made. So you know, Perfect. Why isn't K-pop in there? Why isn't you know we're up for all those all those opinions. I
1: volunteer for New Kids on the Block. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one more
1: thing. Yeah, there was another movie that we talked about the last time that we talked. And it was a documentary in case you wanted to see it in the perspective of the boy band and the fans. And you had mentioned there was a there was a film.
2: Yeah, it's called um, After the Screaming Stops. Okay. about Bruce. Um, And it is because a lot of people did say to us, why aren't the bands represented in your film? Mm-hmm. And for Rita and I, it was very much. Wanting the fans to have their chance in the spotlight, I think Rita's described it as it's not twenty feet from stardom; it's twenty thousand feet from stardom. Um, I wanted to keep that distance between you know the the girls and the the guys that they love. But the, after the screaming stops, is really interesting because you do get that access to the band and just kind of see how hard their lives have been after that, you know, that glory of the number one hits and, and how they have their relationship with their fans and kind of in lots of ways have to view the fans as just this mass. It's hard to have individual relationships with them. And I kind of wanted to keep the magic in our film that, that it might be all in your head, but you do feel like you have a relationship with your favorite um, member in the band.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, I like that too. So thank you for keeping I like that. that perspective. Yes. <laughs> but go ahead and go on if you want to watch that movie. I'm gonna watch it because I just I'm yeah, interested I'm watch it. In, in seeing that perspective. Yeah, it's on YouTube, I think. So we really appreciate you taking the time because I know that you you have a little one who's sick and you came and and did this with us for the second time. So we thank you so My much. We really so, appreciate you. What a fun you. thing to talk about, boy that. Yeah, I know. Thank yes. you so much. We appreciate you. <laughs> yes. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on. And again, check out our website um to get all of the information, to get the if you missed the date of when this is going to be coming out, all of that stuff, go on our website. There's a link all there in Social the media, podcast everything. episode. So yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. And my pleasure. I'll we'll just say Thank goodbye you. right now. All right. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey,
3: Brooke and Nikki, it's Stephanie from Missouri. I am currently in transit from Kansas City to St. Louis in between my two mixtape mixtape tour shows. Um, Wow, last night was so amazing in Kansas City. The show was just wonderful. I didn't really think anything could top the Total Package Tour because that was just such a special tour. Um, This is equally as amazing and special in its own way. Um, It was so much fun. Um, A little more reminiscent of the cruise, kind of that party vibe. The the guys really came out in the crowd more and um, interacted. It was very, very fun. Anybody who has V-Stage tickets, you will not be disappointed this tour. Um, This morning at the hotel... Near the venue, we met a uh, mom of one of the girls that was Donnie's cover girl on stage last night. Um, she had a shirt on that said, this baby blockhead loves Donnie Wahlberg, um, and she has to go up on stage for cover girl. And uh, it was just, it was cute, and it was so fun to talk to her mom this morning. She said she's never going to wash her hand again.
0: <laughs> so um,
3: it just, you know, made me think of Jenny and her experience and just how this little, this little 10-year-old girl will now have this, you know, to hold in her heart forever. What a special moment. Um, I'm really glad got to meet them. Um, and we also met a husband who his wife said, hey, why don't we go to the New Kids on the Box show in Kansas City? So they traveled in and, um, it was his first show and he said he was a total metalhead in the 80s and followed, you know, fans around and, um, that was his genre and he said he absolutely loved the concert. He, he was just really enjoyed every minute of it. So it was really neat to hear somebody who's not, you know, a a diehard BH, you know, really loved the concert. So, um, Very well done. Super, super fun. So um, I've been listening to old my so-called whatever episodes to keep me company on the road. So I re-listened to the Donnie episode on the way up there. So I had all this this love, CH love in my heart that I went into it with. So I'm re-listening to some crew stuff now. So I will continue on my journey. And I can't wait for another great show tonight. Talk to you guys later. Bye.
0: Hey Brooke and Nikki, it's Jackie, aka Brown Sugar Honey. Um, just a thought. Uh the other day I was walking home and listening to um the mixtape tour playlist that um Nikki created on Spotify and um I got to If you go away and I don't know why, I mean I've heard the song a million times, but like a flood of memories just came back to like a moment where you know, it was like a school dance. We call them canteens. Um and, you know, you have like the slow dance with like your your classmates. Um and, you know, it was like a two step slow dance and I don't know, it just came flooding back. It wasn't it was just a nice memory. I'm just wondering if other people have that experience sometimes too. Well songs often do that, but um, it doesn't always happen whenever I listen to that song, but for that particular day, that moment, maybe it was the weather and the sun being out and just my mind being clear, but um, yeah. That's probably one of the reasons why I love that song so much. It just brings back brings me back to a time that was just wondrous and fun and exciting and heartbreaking, etc. Anyway, see you guys on the mixtape tour. Bye. End of
2: messages.
1: File's done.